This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hi, I'm Delta Work, and it's time for another episode of Very Delta. Today, I want to address why everyone who works at Trader Joe's is so nice, and everyone who shops there is a fucking dick. I also am excited to bring to the couch my very good friend Chanel Perillo, who I met on Drag Race 10 years ago, not as a contestant, but as my babysitter. I'm also excited to let you know that even though Starbucks may have gotten rid of their almond croissant, I'm always going to be here for you. You want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off today on Very Delta. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. Hi, everyone. I'm back. It's Delta Work, and this is another episode of Very Delta. Very Delta is a podcast where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite interesting people to sit on the couch, or sofa if you like, and tell me interesting things. Very Delta is a podcast for the woman who wears her heart on her sleeve, basically to cover her arms. Today's show is very special. It's so special, I've been overthinking it for like two weeks straight, completely. But first, let's get to some things that are very Delta. Why is everyone who works at Trader Joe's so nice, but everyone who shops there is so fucking mean? I, I don't I don't understand that. I recently went to Trader Joe's just to get banana pudding ice cream. Banana pudding is my favorite dessert, hands down, across the board. I've I don't I don't even think I've had bad banana pudding because bad banana pudding to me is good. I like pizza. I like cold pizza. I like warm pizza. I've never there's just certain things that you've never met that are really that bad because you'll look past those things. But I can't look past the bad behavior of like, honestly, probably 75% of the people that shop at Trader Joe's. I went in for this banana pudding. Everybody on TikTok was talking about it, had to go get it. Of course, you know, I remember when like Kali rice at Trader Joe's was a thing and you would go and you'd have to find out when their deliveries were because everybody was loading up on it. And now it's like, you can get it anywhere. You can get it at Walmart. But at the time, that's the only place you could get it. So I thought maybe everyone that was was acting crazy when I went to Trader Joe's because maybe they were looking for banana pudding ice cream too. The second I walk up, people are just fighting for the carts. Like, oh my God, it's frenzied. Like, almost like 
the t- like a tsunami was coming and they knew they had like half an hour. You have half an hour to get everything you need and you can only get it from Trader Joe's. And as soon as I got my cart, like I waited and I was like, okay, it's not that deep. Like I, you know, I'm just getting a cart out of like, I don't know, pomp and circumstance. You need a cart, I guess. Like when you go into a grocery store, whether you're getting one thing or a million things, it's just sort of ceremonial, I guess. And I'm, I like ceremony. So I got the cart and I go in and like immediately there's like flowers and there's a few people checking people out. And right down the middle sort of side is like a free, a refrigerator case and then fruit and breads. And everyone is just like pushing these carts like crazy, like no care in the world as, as to if somebody else was before them or is coming after them. And I just kind of stopped and stood back for a second. And I was like, what is going on? And as people were doing that, I was like, oh, pardon me. Oh, excuse me. And they were like, oh, I, oh, I'm just so frustrated. I, I've just, I've got to get to the kale. I've got, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got to have Munster cheese. Like, it's so frustrated. It's like, there's enough groceries. There's enough for everybody. It's going to be okay. Like, I realize that you have to get to the, like, bread-free milk or whatever that some people have to have. But, like, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fine. You don't have to lose your faculties. You don't have to lose your manners. But everybody in there, and they look at each other like they are so disgusted that you would be shopping at the same time or that you might want to look at the bread selection for five seconds before you decide on which ciabatta bread to get. Which, by the way, I don't feel like Trader Joe's has, like, the offerings of bread the way that they should. Maybe a lot of people that shop there don't eat bread, and so they don't need to offer that. I don't know how that works, but so frustrated. Yet everybody who works there is essentially an angel because they're so polite. They're so accommodating. They're so, and I know they experience this. I can't imagine that they're just like inertly nice all the time and they just, you know, like they let everything roll off their back, but they're able to do it there while they're working. And I hope, you know, they're not killing people after work because I, I guess I couldn't blame them if they were, but everybody there is just so mad and so angry. And I'm like, this is interesting. They're giving away free coffee in the back. Free coffee, and you're still angry? There was a point where I got sort of cornered, and I'm aware of how much room I take. I don't apologize for that, but I also don't try to, like, hog up more room than I need. So I try to, like, move my cart to the side or make room so I can look at a few things. And it's like, I felt like I just needed to, like, jump. I was going to jump up on the water, the watermelon display. Like, there was this last bit of summer watermelon, yellow watermelon, that I've never had, but I heard tastes exactly like regular watermelon, but it's yellow. So it's kind of magical, but I was going to jump up there and I felt like I needed to like, like fend for myself with like a a loaf of, a loaf of French bread or something like hit people just to get by, just to get the banana. I wasn't even near the banana pudding ice cream, by the way, which I did end up getting. And I haven't tasted yet because it's still sitting in the freezer a week later. And I haven't had the banana pudding ice cream yet because, uh, the target by my house recently reintroduced or restocked the um, glamping ice cream from Ben and Jerry's. So I had previously got that and that was the one that I wanted to try. And somewhere in my mind, it's like, oh, you bought that first. So it's been in the freezer like a week longer. So I didn't get to that one either. And I feel like I need to pay attention to that ice cream before I pay attention to the, uh, the newer one. I don't know why I haven't had either one. I love ice cream. I think it's because I know I'm going to eat the whole pint and not feel bad about it, but I should feel bad about it. And that's why I just never get to the ice cream. I think it's guilt. 
I know that the reason that I was in such a rush to get the banana pudding ice cream is because a lot of these places, uh, well, a lot of the Trader Joe's locations, I've only been to really two in my area uh, frequently, um, they run out of these items pretty quickly because especially if something's on TikTok, you know it's gone. The TikTok leggings, the TikTok uh, uh, started showing pictures of the Dolly Parton cakes and then those were suddenly gone. So I had to get in there and get it. There's two pints of it in the refrigerator at home. Um, I knew, I have a feeling it's going to be very good. That's why I knew I would have to get two because, you know, once I saw them, it's like, they're going to be gone and then it's going to be forever. And they're going to eventually be like Starbucks. Like, oh, we got rid of that. Like, what do you mean? Almond croissant, that's gone. Like that, it's going to be that storyline. I know it is. So at least I have in my future two nights of watching, you know, the same episodes of Law & Order Special Victims Unit and eating good ice cream. So... After the break, I'll be joined by director, producer, uh, someone who was on Drag Race with me the entire season, or at least the episodes I was on, but you never saw on camera. The one and only Chanel Perillo is here. So go grab two Diet Cokes and join me right back here on the couch. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek, and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, You can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. we're back. I've known today's guest since we met on RuPaul's Drag Race when I was on cast and she was a talent handler in leggings and an owl necklace. Today she's a big deal producer. She's a casting director. She's the one and only Chanel Perillo. Hello. Hi. Oh my god it's so good to see you. You know it's hard to read not necessarily lines but just get out the facts 
when somebody that you're really close to is sitting next to you because you're used to being like, oh, dick, stupid. Look at you. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's how you, that's when I'm the most comfortable because I'm around somebody that knows me at my absolute worst, has seen my worst, but only champions my best. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's you. Like, that's, we met, gosh, when, so that was 2010? 2000. No, 10, 10, right? And the show aired in 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like 24 years old, mm-hmm. maybe 23. Yeah, I was. So that means because I'm 10 years older than you. And you were like our go-to. Like you were the person that was obviously responsible for all of the talent. Every drag queen you saw in season three, um, Chanel was the person that made sure that they were eating, made sure that they had something to drink, made sure that if they had a breakdown, make sure that like to, you know, build them up, buttercup. Like it was all of it, really. <laughs> it's a very, it was a very specific time in the lives of people who had no cell phone, couldn't talk to anybody, just met one another and were stuck with one another, hopefully for a month, but mm-hmm. some people less. You know, I made it about halfway. Um, but like, it's such a, it was such a vulnerable space. But for oh, you too. Completely. I mean, watching like Raja, the, like you were all older than me mm-hmm. and having to ask me to go to the bathroom. or And it was something that show, Drag Race was the first show I ever worked on. And so I was learning as everyone else was learning. Right. And it was like, they I, we didn't even know what the position was at the time. It was like, just make sure the queens are happy. And so I took that to like, right. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make sure they're happy. And so, and I was, I was thrown into this world that I had no idea about. Like I didn't know about drag until right. I met you all. And then that made me want to know everything so that I could like fit in with you. Like, I would go home after work and, like, watch, you know, gay cult classics so that, like, I had something to talk to you about the next day. Right. <laughs> right. No. No, completely. But that was the thing. is like, everyone was sort of in there in this sort of, like, baptism by fire. Like, it was like everyone was just learning about each other. How do we do it? What do we do? Like, and then the idea of Drag Race only, you know, two years in, it wasn't the machine that it is now. Mm-hmm which is much more explained and understood and uh, revered, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but n- then to now, it's only been 10 years. And to some people, that's a lifetime, you know. But really, in 10 years, so much has happened to you, and you're in such a different place now. Yeah? Yeah, such a different place. I mean, I started out as a little baby on that show. It really, like, taught me so much. Um, that's how I kind of, like, got into casting was because when the show would wrap, I would have nothing to do, and I had no money, and I didn't want to, like, give up on my dreams because now I had a dream. Like, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I moved to L.A. Like, I went to fashion school, so I kind of had, like, an idea that I wanted to be in the industry. Mm-hmm. But until my first day on set did I realize, like, oh, this is, like, was my childhood dream to work in TV. You know, you were new to drag, but you weren't new to glamour because your mom a very glamorous person and I remember seeing pictures right well that was like my technique was I was always being told to keep you guys on ice which Mm -hmm. meant like the reason to be on ice is so is like a reality television term so that like story doesn't develop when cameras aren't on you like you have a panic attack like 
and then the next, you know what I mean? So it's like my job was to keep you guys on ice. So in my head, I was like, how can I keep them from talking about the show? Oh, I'll just talk about myself. Right, right. No, it's true. <laughs> so I would tell you all like stories about my mom at Studio 54 and like my how cool my parents were to distract you from talking about the show. And I think that's Which why. Which is smart, <laughs> yeah. but we also became like even more friends because we realized mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes we see um, people in when you're in a situation like that, you can very easily see other people that you know or love in other people. So you'll see some trapping of them and you'll go, God, that reminds me of so-and-so. I miss so-and-so, but in a way they're here because I'm developing this new relationship with someone who just in certain ways, maybe it's the perfume or maybe it's what they wear or their cattiness or something. Well, it was like, I mean, I don't want to like, it wasn't your age, but like you reminded me so much of my grandma. I love that. No, I love that. That's <laughs> but a huge it was. Compliment. It was like the way you carried yourself and like the things that we could talk. I mean, my grandma was a gay man. Like we mm-hmm. watched Absolutely Fabulous. Oh, I love that. Like, like she was obsessed with Delta Burke. And so that's why when I first met you, I was like, oh my God, designing women. I remember calling my grandma that night. Like, I met this queen named Delta Burke. Like, after oh, Delta so Burke. Cute. Like, to this day, my grandma's still a huge fan of yours. But I love that. Yeah, like it was just like, it was an aha moment. Like, oh, this is my community. This this right. is my world. I always felt like I was kind of putting on a show to be someone like with whatever social circle I was in. Mm-hmm. I like hopped. I was like, oh, like I want to be in this group or this. When I met the LGBTQI, LGBTQIA plus community, I was like, oh, like this. Th- these are my people. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing, too, is like, I, of course, when we met you, like uh, in natural cattiness, gay men or queens or whatever, I remember us being like, oh, the the, the talent handle girl, cute, right? Oh, <laughs> ble- bless. She's so sweet or whatever. But that changed so quickly when we realized, like, she's very on your side here. Like, and through and through, then working for a production company, then outside of that, we've all maintained a friendship. And then now in different spaces, you are not just a person who's like, oh, I'm an ally, I'm an ally. Like, you've never had to raise your hand. You've just done. So, like, you're not about, like, tell me, you're about show me. And there's so many people that I've been fortunate to have here that I don't like surrounding myself with people that just want to have those words but not walk it. You know what I mean? And you've always done that. And you're not looking for, like, oh, clap for me or applaud me. You just do it because you really do give a shit. Like, you really do. I really, I mean, that's why I tour managed for, like, four years. Like, taking care of queens, like, I don't know what. It, like, lights this, like, light inside of me. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, it feels like a little bit of, like, a purpose kind right. of thing. Like, it gives me purpose. I like feeling needed. I like, I... After working on the show, like, I started to take mental notes of, like, everything queens need and stuff. Like, I liked being the one that could, like, help. Right. You know? Because I felt like a lot of people didn't want to help. Of course. Especially on the road, you know? Like, even just, like, anything from, like, a backstage setup. Right. Like, you know that. Yeah, like we you talk arrive, about that. I'm sure you've talked about backstage setups. Like, you get there and it's, like, in a barn with, like... Right. <laughs> we literally, yeah, compensation facilitation. <laughs> like, it's not the same. It's, it's like, what do you need? If you don't need it, then that's fine. But if you do, then let's figure out a way around yeah. it. Well, so when I first moved to L.A., I was going to school. I had no money. Um, but, like, I knew that I needed to network. Like, that was... That was, I knew that was a skill I had. Like, I knew that I could, like, go in a room and make people my best friend. And so I thought, like, that's how I would get a job in L.A., was, like, meeting the right people, networking. And so um, 
that was like, and I was a party girl. <laughs> and yeah. so I wanted to go out all the time. But like, I, it would, I would have a choice of like, do I want to eat dinner tonight? Or like, do I want to, do I want to go out? And right. so I would like, I would, I would like wager, like I have $20, like maybe I could go, maybe I can go to an event where they're like serving food and eat dinner there. And then I'll have money for a taxi because back in the day, like you had to have cash. Right. <laughs> we were talking about that. Yes. There was like when there was no Uber. No, if you pulled out your credit card in a taxi, like the looks I would get, like, <laughs> like I'm imagining this like young 20 year old girl, like, and the guy being like, no, get out here, like on the street and like. Yeah, like, the struggle was real in the beginning. Right. Like, and I remember, like, when I first moved here, like, driving down Melrose Avenue, just, like, crying, being like, I'll never be able to afford anything in this city. Right. Um, And, like, you struggle. I mean, when I worked on Drag Race, like, I used to, like, live off the food on set, and, like, I would bring, like, chips from Crafty Home and have Absolutely. Like, that's how I paid for my boobs was after... <laughs> Season four. Was it chips? You were selling season chips? Season four, I was like, you're going to take every paycheck and put it into your bank account and only live off of set. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would just, I would, like, make enough lunch to, like, bring home that night. Right. Or, you know, just, like, live off of set. Yeah, I don't think anyone's, look, do you have boobs? No one's even noticed <laughs> yeah. at all. No one's well, paid this attention. this dress is very classy, so you can't really tell. But, oh, that's um, the, yeah. But it when is... you met me, I had no teeth. I know. I had bangs, um, a short bob. Yeah. So bad. No boobs. I would wear like I got I started to get like like um crafty with like the way I would show up to set. Cause uh -huh. I thought that that made me stand out and I like wanted the queens to notice me and right. like I wanted production to think I was cool. And so I would wear like these like why I can't believe like six AM on set I was showing up in like corset with like yeah. sequin shorts on. Yeah, like, <laughs> like like Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> I had, like weird something weird barrette in my hair because I was like I, I thought you all were like the coolest. But that's thing where the ever. that's and where I the name like, came from. Star Booty, which Star is like Booty. a RuPaul name. But I used to call you that because you had uh one or several pairs of different printed star leggings. Yes. And I was like, ooh look at Star Booty. <laughs> like and I still call you that. Like, that. Yeah and I didn't even know what Star Booty like I remember going home and watching Star Booty that night and being like, oh my God, Rue. Like, right, right. Everyone that sees that movie so for the first time, you're you like, oh my so God, different. wild girl. Um, but no, like, I loved, yeah, leggings were my jam. Yeah. But I remember the first time I showed up to set, like, I didn't even, I was so green that I didn't know that, like, you had to wear a walkie-talkie. Uh -huh. And so they, like, handed me the walkie-talkie that day and, like, where do you put a walkie-talkie on leggings? You so don't. all day I had to like keep pulling up my leggings because right. the walkie-talkie was like pulling them down. Right. But then I found out if I just wore a belt, like you could put right. them Right. But like my first day, a mess. Right. But then the other dolls that work there are like, yeah, we, we were going to wear leggings, but we're wearing cargo shorts. We're wearing cargo shorts <laughs> now. <laughs> we have to work. <laughs> it was so also funny. like all gay men. And right. like I had never been, I'd never worked anywhere where like, I got so many compliments. Yeah. Like all like I and I'm a Leo, like I live off of compliments and so yeah, it was like the perfect situation for Right. someone like in neglect of love obviously in their <laughs> life. <laughs> now that I'm in therapy, I've realized it's, you know, other things. That's reasons. what it's taken. That's what it's taken. That's what it's taken to be broken down and then brought oh, back oh, up. Yeah. Yeah. And I got broken down by the queens. I mean, yeah, really broken down. All in season three or after? No, I mean, that came when I met Detox. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she really broke me down. Um, but no, like, Raj, I feel like feel like Raja, you, like, the OGs. Like, it was it was teaching me reading. Like, I didn't even know what that was. Mm -hmm. Like, And I grew up with all boys that, like, bullied me. 
So I think that's why, like, I was attracted to it. I was like, oh, these are, like, girls that bully me. <laughs> and like we can, like, girls. We could talk about, like, hair and makeup. And, right. like, they make fun of me. And it's, like, fun. And, like, right. it's just the best. Yeah. I think queens bring out my best self. I think they do. For they do. You, especially, yeah. But you also bring out so much as well. I mean, I always say, like, I'm inspired, like, to do drag. I feel like I'm a female impersonator. That's what I like to do. That's the type of drag I like mm -hmm. to do. And I feel like I'm inspired by so many women. Like, literally every single woman that I see, there's something. Whether it's, like, hair. We were talking earlier about, like, hair. Just the shape of something. I was, like, looking at it and I'm thinking, that's something that I always aim for. And I see that in this person that may not have intended for that in that mm -hmm. moment, but it's there. But then it could be for someone else, the way that they stand up for themselves or, you know what I mean? There's totally. always something in every woman, I feel like, except for you. Like, <laughs> no, um, What is it about me? Yeah. What is it about you? Let's take a break. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll be right back. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. And we are back. I'm sitting here with Chanel Perillo, who is my friend for now over 10 years. Um, we worked together on Drag Race. But I, I say work together, but we didn't really work together. You ba Basically, you babysat me on Drag Race. Yeah, I babysat you. Yeah. Like, I was learning. I mean, that was, like, my first, you know, yeah. thrown into the jungle. And yeah. then to work with Queens, I think it has made me um, a sickening producer now because I, like, if you could work with dry queens, you could work with anyone. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. we've done lots of stuff. Remember that we did Jay Leno? Remember I booked? I used to I've back been in the day. I'm looking for that clip. I can't find that clip I anywhere. Have, um, I have a picture of it. But yeah, like back in the day, like there wasn't even queen managers. There right. was like Diana Cooney. Shout out to Diana. But mm -hmm. like there wasn't. And so like if there was someone needed a queen for something, like there started to be this like grapevine of like hit up Chanel. And I remember mm -hmm. like someone hit me up for Jay Leno's show. Yeah. And I got like 20 of you there. It was all of us and it was the the Was it Jay Leno? Yeah, or... I think it was. It was like 12 ladies dancing or a something. A Christmas special. It was all Christmas and we were all on there and it was like every like everybody was in it. I a lot, like yeah. legends, yeah, all the legends. Cuz it was a long time ago, so there was really less to pull from because it was like right after season 3. Mm -hmm. So there you only had those few bad. I only had to have so many queens in my now there's so many queens I couldn't even right but back in the day they like who was it they, like detox or Raja used to say like 
Chanel collected another drag queen. Right, <laughs> right. But it's true, and you do uh, spread those opportunities around. You've offered me a ton of opportunities that basically when they fall into my my lap, you're like, these are the confines. I didn't create the confines. <laughs> this is just what it is. If you would like to do it, I can move you along. If you're not, and that's the that's what works really well is when something's really clear like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's not clear with with situations. And also too, I feel like because there are so many now opportunities, which are amazing to see all the queens now from like, we are here uh, Mm -hmm. going to the Emmys in drag. I remember when I went to the Emmys, not in drag, because I was like, well, it's a little bit disrespectful because RuPaul is, you know, I didn't want to go in drag Mm -hmm. because I thought RuPaul is the drag queen from this show being nominated for their drag. Mm -hmm. I'm only being nominated for a technical award. So it would, I felt like in my mind, it was like weird. Um, but it's not weird when these people are being nominated for their shows and their drag personalities. Mm-hmm. We get to see it. So it's great. Really ends up being great for everybody because for the fallout on the back end, it just shows more drag everywhere. Mm-hmm. But is there, I also noticed too, like there's this discussion that happens with drag about the opportunities that fall in the laps of some of the same people consistently. Mm-hmm. Is it because they have a good record with uh, a record out there or is it, a type of personality that people like to work with. How does that work? Give me an example. Well, an example would be like if somebody was saying like, "Uh, we're going to do a we're going to do something that's all about Broadway or children or or acting as another drag queen or something." You know, um would those things for for pride gigs. You might see mm-hmm. the same people over and over for pride gigs and people are like, "We'll just reach out to them for makeup, a makeup sponsorship, a water, sparklets water. Um <laughs> you're also going to be representing a flesh jack. You're going to and it's like why is the same person getting everything when there's like all these other people with all these voices? Sometimes I see these gigs like at like say a university. Okay. You're going to come speak at a university, but it's the same people over and over that can't like form a sentence, <laughs> but then they're constantly booked for that. Like, but then, you know, that doesn't necessarily fall into your category, but as far as television goes, is it only people who have acted before? I honestly have this theory that like you have to be annoying to get far. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's their manager was annoying, they're like not annoying, but I and, and I say annoying in a sense of like keeps like pushing for their client or maybe it's it's like you never really know the situation. Right. Like it could be their manager has an in or it could be like you know, I give a lot of credit to like Raya Latrey who like Raya Latrey oh, will sure. like she will like pound someone's door down until they hire her, like offer to do it for free, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, you never really know the situation. Right. Um, maybe like certain people, uh, yeah, I don't know. You like, stumped me on that one. Well, cause I just think like, for instance, like drag race, like there are okay. people who have big personalities. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I remember back in the day we used to do a show where we talked about peanuts all the time. Mm-hmm. There used to be a host of the show named Fabulous Phyllis. And mm-hmm. Fabulous Phyllis was um, very animated, looked like Phyllis Diller. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for all intents and purposes, you know, in 2001, the term would be, that's a man in a dress, mm-hmm. people would say. I'm comfortable knowing that. Well, Phyllis would always host the trans show. Okay. So that people coming in who were not aware of how to be comfortable, how to go, oh, these are women. It doesn't matter at what point these women were assigned or chose the the term. Um, people would get to see this, quote, drag queen that was over the top, and that broke the ice. That made them feel comfortable in a way. I get that in a sense of, like, I think the industry is completely changing. Like, I think the doc, dis- the doc on Netflix Disclosure opened up my eyes to a lot. Um, I think a lot of times it was, 
like there was this like like Willem back in the day. Like Willem mm-hmm. would always get um, cast as like the trans character, right? Um, because there was like and remember like I I remember she would say like they would want her to like not shave or like they would right. want her to butch up. I think that if the audience like back in the day they were more concerned. I think the concern was more for like the male patriarchy. Like if a man is looking at this queen and is like turned on or mm-hmm. like that's like a whole other discussion but I think there was like this safety of like you need to know that that's a man right. dressing in drag. Right. Be, and it and has nothing to do with like the art or anything like that. It's like, I think it all has to do with the male patriarchy. And I know you've witnessed this too because you've worked like literally, we, we're within a 20, 20 mile radius of one another. Mm-hmm. So we work with on the same projects even outside of like a nine to five. Um, you've seen major companies that have the resources and the wherewithal to do something, not utilize it, and not even because really the person who makes the ultimate decision is even saying no. It's because all the people down the way are like, no, they're not, they're not going to do that. They won't do that. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even think to ask. But then there's projects going on where the people, like friends, would be like, if I had a million dollars, I would give it to you. And it's like, because I know you would, I'm going to show up for free. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely show up for free because on the back end of this, let me know when I can be there for you. Oh, completely. That's always been my, like, I mean, I've been, I think I've been in like 20 drag queen music yeah. videos. Like Together I never even in, thought yeah. to like charge anyone. Cause that's like, I feel like we've always been building each other up. And right. it's like, you work on this project for me. Like then I'm going to hit you up when I have a project or, you know, They're like just big showcases. Yeah. Big showcases. Remember when we were like out in the, what was it? We were in like Redlands for Manila's video. Yes. And we were like wearing all of the like Chanel jewelry. Like it was sickening. That was sickening. The Brad Hammer. Yeah, that was the, and you all, it was the Heathers. Yeah. The Heathers. But it was sickening. The Heathers. The Heathers. I know. The Heathers. I was <laughs> the Heathers. The Heathers. <laughs> I'm an honorary Heather. You are an honorary Heather, Stacy. You are. Um, I didn't know what the Heathers was until you all told until me about you, it. Until you watched. Yeah. yeah. Until Drag Race. That's until so funny. Drag Race. That's so funny. But yeah, I think about, you know, so many of those opportunities where it's like, I feel like, yes, we're, we're so much further than we were, but we're still so far away. I mean, so much has changed, though, in 10 years. I mean, I remember having to, like, explain drag to my friends. Right. Right. Like, terminology. They thought I was so weird. Like, um, and then I would always, like, the whole pronouns, like, Mm -hmm. I just always, once I started working uh, with drag, like, I just started, everyone was a she to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And my friends would get so confused because there'd be all this, now there's pronoun talk, but, like, back then it was, it was very, it was, it was. Yeah. It, w- it was, yeah. Yeah, it was It was entirely, it was new. It's still, for some people, it's still new because I think many people, myself included, are afraid of making a mistake. And then the reality is that I, I feel like in many ways, it's like speaking um, a language that's like sort of foreign to you. Like no one's going to fault you for making a mistake and no one's going to fault you for saying like, oh, you used the wrong word. But because you asked and said like, what, what do I properly use? It really makes you stand out and just shows that, like, you're looking outside of yourself mm-hmm. and realizing that, like, you just tell me. You know what I mean? But it's also, it doesn't hurt to ask. Even, like, casting-wise, like, I remember when I first started, it would be like, oh, like, you know, we have a certain number of, like, gay people. Certain Now it's like, it's it, 
it's really gone liberal. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like assign how many to. No. Right. You know, and I think that's just going to keep getting better. Yeah. You know, like the fight still needs to be fought, you know. I don't know why I'm zoning out on this, but I'm listening to this because there's like thoughts. Like, you know how I overthink everything. So like in my mind, I'm like. I'm an overthinker though too. I don't know why we do that. I don't know. Yeah. Like I overthink everything. Everything. Right. For no reason. The last sentence someone says to me, I'm like. You know when I I realized I started overthinking certain things when it came to like wardrobe was working with Rue. I can remember her always being concerned about the warmth or the coolness of something. So she would be like, I want to wear that color of wig because it there's a warmth to the dress. And so when Ooh. we would sit down and pick up jewelry, I would be like, you know, pull out like sort of amber colored things. And she would be like, that's that's too warm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I remember thinking like, this is important. Like this yeah, is- taking notes. Because you know too, in what we do, even as a, if you're saying, if you say to someone, I'm a casting director or producer, what comes into that is an understanding of acting, an understanding of photography, modeling, makeup, hair, styling. You have to be able to do all of that before you can successfully, you know, you have to be a good basketball player to be a good team, uh, to be a good coach. Mm -hmm. So in drag, you have to understand a little bit about, you may not know how to facilitate those things, but I could look at something and go, you know what? I do look really bad on the monitor. I I mean, I think you all liked that about me is I would be the, I wasn't scared to tell you if you had a string hanging or like people are afraid to talk to you. They are. And they shouldn't be because and, you're and, helping. And yeah, like I would be like, oh my God, there's something on your face. And you all would be like, oh my God, no mm-hmm. one would have told me that, you know? Yeah. I have a handful of photographers that I like to work with. And like I'll, I've worked with other people <laughs> that like maybe somebody else was paying for a project. And they're like, can you approve this? And I look at it and I'll go to the other photographer and I'm like, look, we're friends. Tell me, what, am I wrong that something's wrong here? And then they'll give me the terms. No, it's this, this, and this that you're seeing wrong. and that. So it's like, you know... A photographer, you know, knows. A, a sound tech knows they're behind the camera all the time. There's something wrong with the monitor. Maybe that's not my job, mm-hmm. but I can tell you what's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do. Yeah. Producer, actor, drag queen. Like, everybody has to know you have to everybody's do everything. job. And a queen is a full-fledged production, you know? Like it you re- It really is. It's a lot. And you don't have to overthink. I, I, I want to be told that over and over, but, like, you're so good at what you do. Thank you, but we do overthink it. I know. You're good at what but you do. But maybe that's why you're so good at what you do is because you are overthinking. But then maybe that's why I also have like a nervous <laughs> breakdown and want to pick up my work table at home and start smashing the furniture <laughs> because I'm like, this wig is supposed to lift like this way, not this way. Maybe you just don't drink enough. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. What's your drink of choice? I'm like um, a wine girl now. I'm getting old. Of course old. you are. Yeah. A it, wine mom. Like 10 years ago, it was vodka Red Bulls. Um, and then it... Like, I went through a whiskey phase, and now I'm a wine girl. I think everyone goes through a whiskey phase. Whiskey phase is, like, kind of a dangerous phase. Yeah, like, you know, I want to be bad. Yeah, I'm, like, I want to be Fuck cool. you. This. Like, yeah. Whiskey coke. Yeah. Like, pissed or something. Yeah, you know, Jack whiskey and coke. coke. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah those are my angry years. Jack and coke. I remember Raja used to do Jack and coke. Oh, yeah. She was angry back angry. then. <laughs> right? We've all. What is that? 
I don't know. My mom used to say that um, tequila always made her knuckles hurt. And I was like, why, mom? <laughs> She's like, because I always end up crawling home after a fucking drink. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm going to drink hard alcohol now, yeah. it's like a tequila moment. Mm-hmm. Like a tequila mm-hmm. soda, skinny marg. Oh, <laughs> we're just going out for margies. Skinny marg. <laughs> I actually like um, anything with an umbrella in it. I'm such a lightweight. <laughs> yeah, you're like a tiki lounge. I am. I used to of. think that the, the bigger you were, the more you could tolerate, right? But what I, because I thought like, oh, you're going, it's going through like a bigger distillery. So yeah. it's going to like, no, that's not true because I rarely drink. I'm not opposed to it and I'm not like sober or anything. I just never think to drink. Yeah. So when I do, I'm like, woo, <laughs> yeah, mom's like, drunk. Yeah. Like, it's very that. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. sad. It's well, and sad. you're like, like you said, you're an overthinker. So like, if you were to drink before your craft, like you right. probably. Oh, I'll get hot. You'd and probably like, have a panic attack. <laughs> Like that the whole time. Yeah. A panic attack. Okay, how about we take a break? I have to pee. Let's take a break. (laughs) We'll be right back with Chanel Perillo. are back with Chanel Perillo. We're just like spilling the tea, the house down, God mama boots, uh, all of it, owl necklace. Um, owl, owl necklace. Just throw it in there. Just throw it in there. You know. Delta used to say I was like one of those girls that wears owl necklaces. In you early. are. You are the owl necklace lady. No, but I think those girls are more of like the like, like the Instagram where they are like all look the same. Like I had you potential the, to be an owl necklace girl, but I kind of like. Are you? So you're not like you were never like Michelle, like or like Ashley L E I G H or no. Ashlyn. I've been to one bachelorette party in my life. You don't do all that. No, you don't wear dick necklaces. <laughs> oh, like, oh my god. I know you don't. Like, I know you don't. Like that one, I was like so excited, but like I'm like the cool girl that like hired the stripper. Of you know? course, of course. Okay, so this <laughs> is the part of the podcast which could be one of my favorites. Okay. Um, this is where we open letters that people okay. send in. These are from YouTube watchers. These are from people that listen. Um, and also, if you would like to send a letter to the podcast, send a letter to readmedelta at gmail.com and then we'll get them here. They're, they they will filter to me and they will show up here. And you like read these people. No, it's like read the letter. Okay. I mean, I guess I could. Is this, did this come with, is this it? Should we do this one first? Girl. A FedEx? <laughs> Major and got here. Yeah, so people are sending the letters in. Um, finally, I did track down my letter opener. Um, I have friends that, as I started the podcast, started like sending me like these different monogrammed ones. This one's from Big D. You know Big D. Big D. Yeah, from Long Beach. Yeah. Um, oh, I haven't been to a Long Beach drag show in so long. Right? Okay. Dear Delta, thank you for all of the work that you do. I've been trying to find this online without success. What fragrance do you wear when you address the United Nations General Assembly? Is there a shoe that makes you feel more powerful? A handbag? Love, Silvio. Oh, Silvio. Silvio, thank you. Um, A fragrance for when I address the United Nations. Well, today we have three fragrances here that I would not wear to uh, address the United Nations, but two are from Givenchy, and then this one smells like Cocoa Puffs. What's your, like, iconic one that I've known, like, I could smell it right now in my head? That smells like Cocoa Puffs. That that does, it's, like, sweet. Isn't that weird? 
Yeah, that's good. Um, well, I like to wear um, I like to wear Youth Dew by Estee Lauder. I feel like that's okay. a very powerful fragrance. That I smells like, like you. That smells pretty good, right? Yeah. That one's kind of warm. Yeah. This one's very floral and green, so I don't know if, if you like that. Um, <laughs> I I would say when I address the United Nations, I would wear something from the Elizabeth Taylor collection. White Diamonds? Um, it, it, it is a version of White Diamonds, but it's called White Diamonds Legacy. <laughs> You know, there's different versions. There's like white diamonds, diamonds legacy, diamonds night, sparkling white diamonds, diamonds and rubies, diamonds and emeralds, diamonds and sapphires, rare pearls, black pearls. She has like a, she's like 17 fragrances, but she doesn't have the most. Paris Hilton has the most. So a handbag, well, I have to have a clutch, of course. I like to collect vintage clutches. Ooh. And I don't like a clutch that's under 17 inches. It just doesn't work for me. I like, I need the, the proportion. You need, you need a bag. Yeah, I have a few that have been handmade for me by a friend in Palm Springs who does all leather work. So that would be the handbag. And the shoe would have to be, even though it is business, it would have to be open-toed for me. And it would have to be a mule. I'm inspired by Dolly Parton and Lonnie Anderson. Those are the people. And Charo. I like. I always liked their shoes when I was growing up. That sex retarian shoe. I didn't shoe. know you wore open-toed mules. Yeah, you have to. Like clear, like the clear ones. Oh, the clear. School, or like the, um, what you would call like a poly's shoe, mm -hmm. which is like the wooden base with the metal heel. And then like, Ooh. yeah. I always wore those on Drag Race because they were super comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I remember Rue pointing out, she's like, I have those shoes. Are they Betsy Johnson? They're so comfortable. And I said, they are. Because... They look a little more significant mm -hmm. than they really are. The incline isn't there. Do you know what I mean? Um, I like sex for Terry. Like, you know who wears uh, a great shoe? Uh, James Mansfield. Oh, yes. She loves it. She just wears yes. that. And it's just with everything. And it's mm -hmm. just pretty. It's simple. That's what I would wear. Yeah. That's what I would wear. You have to be comfortable when you're you addressing addressing or, the nation. Or, yeah. Or I would wear um, uh, crew shoes for people who work at Wendy's. <laughs> I would wear those. Do you wear Crocs? I don't. Raja does. And you know what? <laughs> Actually, I feel like this is another example where I got shit on. Um, I called out the fact that Raja wears Crocs. And then the Crocs people reached out to her and they were like, oh, would you like to be our ambassador? <laughs> and I was like, wait, I was just kind of joking. I've never had any Crocs to even say like if they're comfortable or not. But the people from Crocs reached out, and so Raja has all the Crocs in the world and all these coins and like. Have you checked your like? You should DM them, girl. You just got a DM, girl. They kicked me <laughs> off the Patrick Star mailing list already. <laughs> Hello, readmedelta at gmail.com. I was going through your website, and I personally see a lot of potential in your website and business. With your permission, I would like to send you a quote of your website with the prices showing a few things to greatly improve search results as much as 130%. We can place your website on Google's first page, Yahoo, etc. May I send you a quote and price for your website proposal? Thank you, David. <laughs> you feel like you got shit on again? <laughs> well, I don't have a website. So. So there's that. Um, Maybe they're talking about your Instagram. Oh, there's a lot of potential. Followers. Well, I I've get heard, those DMs every day. But I've heard a lot of the girls buy followers. I feel like a lot of people buy followers, but I didn't know that Queens did. I heard that some some of the uh, well, this is just you know rumor, of course, but you know, and I don't like to make room for rumor or speculation. <laughs> However, I have heard that some of them do it because then it like you get paid on Instagram if you have more. Oh. Yeah, I, I totally don't know just about right now. It's okay. I was a little burpy Wait. earlier. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just burped. There's nothing there. I didn't. I was on the way here. I was going to stop and get something to eat, and then I kept saying, "I'll just wait till I get closer." And then, and then there was nothing. What eat? I have to ask this. Where? What is your favorite drive-through? Honestly, like 
it always had been Jack in the Box, just because I like their Coke, their Diet Coke situation. Um, I love that you base your food off the Diet Coke. It has to be, and then everything else falls into place. So I can find something like later on the menu. But um, if I'm gonna eat a meal, probably Wendy's. Okay. Because they have great salads, or Mm -hmm. at least they used to, and they have like seasonal like the like they'll have like the Harvest Burger or the whatever. Um, their salads used to actually be better, and you're too young to remember this, but once upon a time, they used to have the garden spot. I feel like I remember Wendy's having a bomb salad back in the day. And they used to have, a, like, a, a buffet where you would get to yes, build your salad. Yes, yes. For one trip, it was $1.99. For two trips, it was, or no, for unlimited trips, it was $3.99. I remember the salad bar. And, and it was in, like, good a, croutons. Yeah, and it had, like, a little garden atrium. You could mm-hmm. say, oh, God, I miss the days. Oh, the days. How are they trying to tell me that they're going to build my website, though? Like... <laughs> And did FedEx a letter? That's so. Do people have websites like personal websites still? Isn't isn't Instagram your website? Instagram is. I feel like it depends on your like field that you work in. I get people um, that will be like, "Oh, we need this on merch." Like they'll, you know, they're they're being supportive, mm-hmm. and they'll say, "I oh, love a shirt like this," or "I love this image on merch," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, like thanks for the support. Like I've got stickers and stuff, or I've got magnets, or like yeah, no, we're good." And I'm like. <laughs> Well, you thank, need t-shirts. thank you for dying to support me. Like you need t- you need t-shirts with your quotes from. Well, from... this is the problem: is the overhead because what happens is, even though there are people that are interested, there's not enough that are interested mm-hmm. to where it would be like a profitable thing. It would be more like you would just make it to cover it, and I guess that's fine. But like I, the quickest, funniest story though. But like me. I had I had like two thousand Vicky Vox shirts in my garage. And you made a gown. No, like I, the plan was to do something with them eventually, but they had sat in my garage for five years and I would give them out occasionally to people. They were these old shirts that like Vicky didn't like at the time. Mm-hmm. She likes them now. Um, but at the time she didn't like them. So I kept them in my garage. It was like kind of this like bitter, mm-hmm. like emotion towards them. Like, oh, the Vicky Vox shirts. Right. Well, five years they were in my garage. Last week I go and somebody stole two bo- the two boxes. No. And then Ray Latre was walking down Hollywood Boulevard and saw like two of them on the street. What so, the fuck? So like I think someone like stole them. So they thought there was like something else. I don't know there. how they got in my garage, but like somewhere someone has two thousand Vicky Box. Do shirts. you think it was the guy that <laughs> thought that you were talking to someone else and then was texting and then it was a different guy? May know. It could have been. I don't know. So you love Delta Co. You love Jack in the Box. Wendy's is number one. Wendy's is number one. I love Del Taco quite a bit, but um, have you ever had Farmers? No. Farmers is bomb. What's they're, Farmers? They're both. They're mostly based like in like Riverside, like out that way. But it's very like, like a mom and pop, like a Jim's Burgers mm-hmm. kind of place, except it's a chain mm-hmm. and their food is Like super a Tommy's, if you I will. I would recommend them for a Cobb salad. If, but, uh, well, you eat vegan, so no. That, I know, my life's boring that. now. No, they're, well, they can work around it. Yeah. You know what I mean? People can work around it. Yeah, there's I no just reason. have made me have to be more annoying is oh. what being a vegan, like I could eat anywhere. I just have to be like a little bit more annoying. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> You're, one life. I got one healthy, life. It's healthy, though. It's really good. No, it's it's better that you make those decisions now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because then it makes it less, I, I would imagine, less difficult to acclimate yourself to. It's I, just a way of life. I also have a funny rule that you're probably going to, like, laugh at me. No. But I, I'm a vegan in the United States. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I go to Europe, mm-hmm. I'm allowed cheese and 
and butter and oh, okay. dairy. No, I don't. I don't know. Cause see, I'm. Um, Cause then it limits me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, oh, gotta wait till like I could, you know, go on a trip. You have to pick and choose. Yeah, I pick and choose. Yeah. Cause if I'm, not, I would just sit at home and eat pizza and croissants all day. I'm Dorothy in the streets and Blanche in the sheets. <laughs> yes, so it's different, but it's similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. You have to have rules. They, you have to be malleable. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to um, move in certain situations and mm-hmm. shake in others. Yeah. And I think you know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also know how to like, I really know how to eat at fast food places. And See, I don't know vegan. how to eat. I've never eaten. I, <laughs> you do. I don't know how to do that. I want to <laughs> learn. I actually like to learn how to overeat. Is that a thing? Um, I feel like it's a thing. I think it's a thing. I feel like it's a thing. You undereat? Know. Oh, always. I told you I didn't have breakfast today. Can you imagine? I'll be so thin by three o'clock. I can't wait. I can't believe you made time to come here. Thank you. Um, of course. This is it, right? This, this is, is it. But will you do this again sometime? I would love to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've kind of been starting my own little yeah. pod coming, so you're gonna have to be on it. Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah, Absol- no, this it, I was nervous before coming here today, but it's like this excitement of like when you're like a little kid and like before the talent show. Yeah. That's how that's what I'm feeling right now. In fact, I'm gonna reach out to David here, who's going to build up my website. <laughs> See and you work online. You could, we could find out about you too. And also if you want me to do your podcast, you can book me here on my website that oh, doesn't for- exist. <laughs> thank you for being here. Oh my god, I no, thank you. you for having me. This, this is, is fun. so fun. Yeah, yours is coming soon. I know it has to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a talker. Gotta, yeah. you know, if I can get paid for it. But wait, where can people find you again on social media? Because I'm on that Instagram, shut up Chanel. Yes. Um, that's. Pr- I mean, hit me up on Instagram. Hit you up on Instagram. <laughs> hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up. My website, Instagram. I used yeah, to it's this- just at Shut Up Chanel. I used to know this girl, and she would, um, whenever she like kind of sort of signed off <clears throat> with someone, and she didn't want to talk to them anymore. This is back like when people had pagers too. She would talk to them on the te- regular telephone, and she'd go, "Page me, I late." <laughs> Page me, I ate late. <laughs> I had a pager. I had a pager too. Did you have an eggplant colored pager? How did you Hello? know that? Because that's what we had. I know, but mine was full on purple with I... like the little strap that hung onto your pants. Uh-huh. Listen, I want to thank you all so much for joining me on Very That. I love doing this with you. It's so much fun every week. A special hello to everyone watching on YouTube. As you know, Very Delta comes out every Monday right here on the Very That podcast feed and on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel. Also, you know what's very Delta? Subscribing to Mom Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And of course, you can send a question about love, life, mid-level fashion options, fashion, uh, fast food, fashion food, <laughs> under-eating, over-eating, any obstacle to readmedelta at gmail.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram at DeltaWork. I look forward to seeing you next week right here. Until then, make sure that you keep everything very Delta. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. <laughs> 